Welcome to Stony Brook Church. It is a happy day to be able to gather together in spirit and truth and to worship our awesome Savior. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship both in person and online. I'm Pastor Clara Kwan. I'm the associate pastor here, and I bring you greetings on behalf of our entire staff, including our preacher for today, Pastor David Hoffman. And as we begin our time together, I would like, we would like to know that you are worshiping with us, and so I invite you to check in and record your attendance on the connection card, which is in your bulletin or on the link that the online host posts. Um, on the connection card, you can record your attendance. You could also place your prayer request there. We'd love to be able to pray for you in this way. Um, and on the back of the connection card, you can also sign up for different ministry opportunities. And so speaking of, uh, we are creating an All, Day, All Saints Day bell banner during the Worship for All Saints Sunday, which will be November 6th. Uh, the bell banner will be carried into the sanctuary, ringing the bells and reminding us of all those who have significantly impacted our lives. And so as you think of um, a mentor, a friend, or an, a parent, anyone who has, um, has influenced you um, we, and has passed on to victory, we invite you to uh, place uh, a bell on the banner, which is right outside in the narthex, um, and it should be a very memorable service that day. Additionally, Stony Brook um, is looking for new members um, for our care team. Uh, Stony Brook has a long history of showing concern in helping to care for members. And so the pastoral care team um, assists in visiting, making visits to care facilities, to homes and hospitals, and also providing care through phone calls and sending cards. And so we are recruiting new members and we are having a training on Saturday, October 22nd from nine to one. Um, and with it, with it comes a light lunch. And so all current and prospective uh, team members are invited to come join us for that day. We are also collecting cookies for Kairos weekend. Uh, there are instructions and baggies outside just past the narthex, um, and we are collecting cookies for that very um, special event uh, that influences and changes lives. And so um, instructions for how to uh, prepare the cookies and how, when to drop them off are out on the table, and there's more information in your bulletin. Last week, we also are inviting um, all of us to, um, we are all invited to partner with UMCOR um, in disaster response and recovery assistance, um, particularly as the impact of Hurricane Fiona and, impact, and Hurricane Ian has devastated um, parts of Puerto Rico and Florida. Um, UMCOR is there, uh, you know, providing aid on the ground, including immediate relief and long-term recovery. And so um, if you'd like to participate in this ministry um, by giving, you can place, um, you can put UMCOR in the memo line and we make sure that it goes um, to where it needs to be. When you give to UMCOR, it goes 100% to them. And UMCOR is first in, last out, making sure that they stay until everything has been set in place for people to, um, continue, to uh, continue on with their lives. And so we thank you for your continued support and prayers. And then I've been given a reminder, Children's Choir will begin Wednesday at 6 p.m. Um, Children's Choir is open to any students kindergarten through fifth grade. And so if you're interested in that, that'll be Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can find these and many more announcements about the life and ministry of Stony Brook in this morning's bulletin and online. And now we invite the team that is headed to McCurdy so that we might bless them in their journey. This is always a special day in the life of a congregation when we send folks 
on, uh, to serve on our behalf. Uh, there is a team that will be heading soon to uh, McCurdy to Española, New Mexico. Um, McCurdy uh, Community Ministries is a, is a offshoot uh, of, of the United Methodist Church. Uh, we are a connectional church, and this is uh, one area. I know uh, for years, congregations cut Campbell's soup labels and sent out uh, to McCurdy Mission. You might remember that. Um, this congregation has a history of serving at McCurdy. So have you served at McCurdy before? Uh, raise your hand. So I know some of you. So um, I know that that is an ongoing um, uh, opportunity to serve. So if you have interest in serving uh, in McCurdy, uh, we will get you connected. Uh, Greg Subasak, Eldon and Karen Schaffer, and, and Barb Dotson will be serving on our, our behalf. Friends, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit who gives them. There are different ways of serving God, but it's the same Lord who is served. Each one of us is given a gift by the Spirit to use for the common good. Together we are the body of Christ and individually members of the body of Christ. I present to you those who will be representing um, this congregation at McCurdy. And team, I present to you uh, people who will continue to support and to pray for you. And I ask, uh, do you accept the responsibility of representing this congregation and doing the work of our Lord, of our Lord in a distant place? If so, answer, I do. We, will you work to exemplify Christ's teachings by loving one another and translating Christ's message with excitement, care, turning strangers into friends and friends into brothers and sisters? If so, answer, I will. Will you serve in this special work with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love, treasuring your experiences as opportunities to teach and to grow? If so, answer, I will. So I ask you, as members of Stony Brook and friends of Stony Brook, do you accept these people as missionaries chosen to extend our Christian love and concern to others? If so, answer, I do. Will you support them with your prayers during their venture and with your interest upon their return? Now, when I say interest upon their return, that means you will ask them about their mission experience and how it has impacted their life for hours, right? <laughs> so that it may impact your life and it may encourage you to serve in mission in similar places. So I, I trust your interest upon their return. Will you recognize um, their unique contribution to the work of the church and their mission as, as your own? If so, answer, I will. Let us pray. Gracious God, we present our hopes for Greg and Eldon, Karen and Barb on this day. In every age, you have chosen servants to speak your word in unique and special and various ways. We thank you for those whom you have called to serve. Give them each special gifts to do their work. Fill them with your Holy Spirit so that they may accept all they confront and be faithful and joyful in their task. Bring them safely home and, and then let their experience further enrich us so that we may better serve you. Give them strength, wisdom, and love to do their work. And we pray all of this through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and prays and serves with us. Amen. 
As you go today, the ushers will have uh, prayer dots, similar as we did with the youth when they were uh, on mission. Um, you're invited to take a dot and place either on your smartwatch or on your phone, and every time that you uh, scroll Facebook or TikTok on your phone, you'll remember to pray for them as you see that dot. Every time you look to see what time it is, you know it's time to pray uh, for our team. So, um, so let, us, uh, let us thank them uh, with applause for serving on our behalf. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Let us now enjoy this prelude as it calls us to worship. I invite you to stand as you are able and with one spirit join in the call to worship. From the ends of the earth you have gathered us. 
You have gathered us around Christ's holy table. We come to feast together. We come to feast as one. Have mercy on your troubled and divided world. Renew us and make us one. Amen. And let us continue to, uh, I invite you to continue to stand as we worship by singing our opening hymn. lesson this morning comes from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 5 through 10. I invite us to hear these words. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among, you would say, who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from plowing and tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? 
Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you are ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks Thanks be be to God. You may be seated. O God, who calls us from death to life, remind us that you are the authority over death and over life. Remind us when disasters strike, when the devastation is so great, too big for even our imagination. Remind us that even the dry valley of bones was raised into a living army, that even the flooded waters that covered the earth receded to produce life in abundance once more. Remind us that when we sit in the valley of death, that you sit with us, that you pour strength into us until the moment that we can walk again and you lead us out of the valley and into the light where joy comes with the morning. Remind us that you can raise a beautiful garden even from the ashes. And so we pray, as you have grieved with us, give us the courage to grieve together to be able to sit in the midst of chaos with others, to be able to mourn and to weep even with the strangers, that the symphony of our voices may move the heavens to compassion and empower us to go out into the world sowing seeds of kindness, patience, and understanding. Empower us to be genuine children of God, called to be peacemakers, not peace destroyers. And through us, increase the fruit that we bear, that we may bear a hundredfold of fruits of love, compassion, gentleness, generosity, joy, peace, and self-control, 
that all these fruits will increase for each act of love that imitates Jesus Christ. We confess that we have not done so, and we pray for forgiveness in the transformation of our hearts, that we might be found building the kingdom that is to come, where all strivings will cease and all tears will be wiped away. In a world where kindness is in short supply, may we be a never-ending fountain of light and of love in Jesus Christ. We pray for your angels to surround Pastor David this morning as he shares your word with us. And may that word be planted into our hearts as we are sent forth to sow even more seeds in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you so much for sharing your gift. I invite, as I invite you all, as you are able to stand and let us sing our hymn of preparation as we prepare our hearts and our ears to hear the word of God this morning. over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. You may be seated. Tone, pause, and punctuation can add meaning to, or they can distract from our very words. And sometimes that meaning or that distraction is the furthest thing from what we intend. For instance, how would you punctuate this sentence? A man might punctuate it like this. A woman without her man is worthless. Now hold on, please don't crucify me yet. A woman would probably punctuate it like this. A woman without her man is worthless. <laughs> the exact words can have opposite meanings, right, depending upon the punctuation. A little thing like a comma or a colon can completely change the definition of a written sentence. Our tone and pause while, while speaking can twist and even overemphasize our words. Tone, pause, punctuation can help us to explore possible meanings. Even the tone that we use when we raise questions or offer comments can speak volumes. <laughs> the tone that we expect 
from others can affect what we are able to hear and what we are able to experience. Such is the case with this morning's gospel lesson and the disciples' request to increase their faith. Who among us does not want more faith? Most, most of us are not surprised at the disciples' plea for Jesus to give them more. Just imagine all that the disciples witnessed and experienced. We too would want much more faith. <laughs> and there is this guilt-ridden part of us, sometimes buried deep within us, that is, partic- that is not particularly surprised at Jesus' seemingly scoffing reply. If you had even this much faith, he tells them, pinching his thumb and his forefinger together, if you had this much faith, you'd be able to do anything you wished. We hang our heads with the apostles suffering the scold that we know that we deserve. Now, if there's one thing that we've come to expect from Jesus, it is the constant reminder of how short that we fall. There is a pastoral issue here for preachers, says Kimberly Bracken Long. Somewhere along the way, we have grown to expect a a steady dose of condemnation, of of reproof and, and correction from Holy Scripture. More often than not, we hear Jesus' words to the disciples and therefore to us as as shaming and angry words. We forget to balance out what is found in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, that all scripture is inspired by God and useful in teaching and reproof for correction and training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient and equipped for every good work. We forget to balance that scripture out with what is found in another book of the Bible with the same chapter and verse, John 3, 16 through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. We hear reproof and correction, but we must balance it out with with Jesus' promise and purpose not to condemn, but to save. The purpose of God-inspired Scripture is always to bring life. Long continues, it it is surprising, in fact, how often congregations and the people who lead, lead them in worship assume a punitive tone when reading and hearing biblical texts. This assumed tone can repel some of our worshipers on this October morning. Some bring scars of a Bible that has been misused on them. Others have always assumed Christianity is all about guilt. Others have been put in their place by the church and, or excluded and told that they do not belong by, by proof texting and using scripture out of context, all in the name of God. And these perceptions stand as barriers between themselves and a God who loves them. As is the case with this morning's gospel lesson, 
We would do well to explore a whole range of tones when reading these words of Scripture. What if Jesus is not scolding the disciples after all? What if he is not clicking his tongue and shaking his head over their lack of faith? What if he's speaking words, encouraging words, words of of love as, as one who would give up his life for his friends, and for us. If we listen again to this exchange with these new ears, and we hear Jesus' answer to his disciples, maybe with kindness, and maybe even with a bit of a smile. Why? Why, you don't need more faith, Jesus says. Even this much faith, his his thumb and his his forefinger pinching them together again. Even this much faith is enough. If we hear Jesus speak with a voice of love, we hear him telling the apostles that in fact they already have enough faith. Sufficient faith to do whatever is required of them. Your faith is enough, Jesus is saying. Trust that faith. You are enough. You are capable of living faithful and living a way of life that I am showing you because God has named you, God has called you and equipped you for this very purpose. You are enough. Your faith is enough. Trust in that faith. Jesus challenged them to understand that faith and its subsequent growth are not gained by human efforts. Let me say that again so it sinks in. Jesus challenged them to understand that faith and its subsequent growth are not gained by human efforts, but are generously given by God. When the disciples ask for greater faith, knowing that the difficult times lie ahead, Jesus responds by asking for something small, something much more significant than we might first expect, a a trusting faith if only the size of a mustard seed, so that the faithful follower of Jesus might escape judging their own faith or relying upon their own strength and being scared by its weakness and instead looking and listening to God, trusting in God's faithfulness. We we need to lose the notion that faith comes from some private well or reserve within us. Friends, faith comes from God. And discovering that faith is our task. Tapping into that faith is our task. Trusting that faith is our task. Looking back on one of the darkest and most desperate times in my life when when our girls were first diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, if I had only my faith, to rely upon. There is no way that I would be standing here as a pastor today. I can vividly remember verbalizing the question in their hospital room, how can I preach hope when there is no hope to be found? Increase my faith, increase my hope. At that moment, my faith had run dry. It was, it was only only with the persistence of those surrounding us and walking with us on our journey that we rediscover the faith 
the faith that we needed to take the next step in front, one front, foot in front of the other, and to trust that God is a God of hope and faith. Each of us needs to be surrounded by others, a community of support that can help us to discover our faith when we need it the most. One commentator says the point is not that that we, they, need more faith. Rather, we, they, need to understand that faith, faith enables God to work in a person's life in ways that defy ordinary human experience. One of those challenges placed before us that defy our ordinary human experiences is the command to love and accept others. In the book, Five Marks of a Methodist, The Fruit of a Living Faith, if, if Stony Brook has not read that, it's a great book. <laughs> I found some interesting parallels. In the first chapter entitled, A Methodist Loves God, we find these words. The first mark of discipleship isn't a call to increase our love, but to receive God's love. The ability to love God comes from God. The ability to love others comes from God. This is no self-help effort, no intensification of our devotion through a spiritual version of trying harder. The call to love God is a call extended none other than by God. The author goes on to talk about the danger of relying upon ourselves and our own resources in order to love without the realization that love comes from God. Left to ourselves, we will love those whom we think are lovely. We will love others as long as they love us in return. We will love others for what we can get out of it, both in the short term and in the long term. Wesley's call to love is one to which we respond, I I can't do this on my own. And this is right where Wesley wanted the people called Methodists to be. People who renounce all attempts. People who renounce all attempts to love from the source of self. And now receive the invitation to love from the source of grace. This morning we acknowledge that, that, that faith is simple trust sometimes as small as a mustard seed, and yet so very powerful. It enables us to relax and to release worry and and know that down deep in our bones that God will not forget us, that we are loved unconditionally just as we are, and that God will be with us through whatever challenges and joys that we experience in this life. Faith offers a profound Reliance on the mysterious presence of God with us. Faith sets us free as we place our trust and our reliance, not upon ourselves, but upon God. Friends, Scripture is full of agricultural references, including today's mustard seed. When we remember in another place, Jesus says, He talks about a single grain, right? A single grain of wheat. 
And when that weed is planted, it bears much fruit, a harvest. Friends, we are that single grain that is planted in this world, expected to make a difference and equipped with everything that we need. When our faith feels this small, when our faith feels this big, God is with us and we can make a difference in this world. Thanks be to God. God has poured abundantly and generously into our lives, and so we respond to that abundance and generosity in the same manner. One of the ways in which we do that is through our uh, benevolence fund here at Stony Brook. Our benevolence funds assist others with rent, utilities, and other emerging needs, and so anyone who calls in um, can apply, can ask for those um, in that we have helped this past year. We have helped uh, offer... Um, over $14,000 in assistance in this way. And so um, we invite you to, to offer to the Benevolence Fund. Um, there are Benevolence Fund baskets um, by the doors. You can also uh, mark it on your memo line, and you can also designate it when you give online as well. And so our offering is a sign of thanksgiving for all that God has blessed us with. Our offering is also our sign of trust that God will continue to give us all that we may need. And so I invite the ushers to wait upon us as we offer our gifts and tithes this morning.
bring our tithes and offerings to you this day and pray that as we give them to you, you will kindle in us a deeper faith and a stronger commitment. Kindle it into a flame that the world may be set on fire with your love and compassion. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Christ our Lord invites to this table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I invite you in silent prayer. And now hear this good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, to God. God. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You made from one every nation and people to live over all the face of the earth. And so with your people on earth and all of the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord. Lord. God, God of power, of power and, might. and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. He commissioned us to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth and to make disciples of all nations. And today his family all in all the world is joining us at his holy table. And so I read to you in Korean. 예수께서 우리를 위해 자신을 내어주신 떠날 저녁에 빵을 드시고 감사를 드리며 떼어 제자들에게 주시면서 말씀하셨습니다. 이것은 받아서 먹으라. 이것은 너희를 위해 주는 내 몸이다. 이것은 행하여 나를 기념하라. 식후 그와 같이 같이 잔을 들어서 잔을 들어서 감사 기도를 드리신 다음에 제자들에게 말씀 들에게 주며 말씀하셨습니다. 이 잔은 이 잔을 받아서 함께 나눠 마셔라. 이 잔은 너희와 모든 이의 죄를 용서하기 위하여 흘린 내새 언약의 피니 너희의 마실 때마다 
And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died, Christ, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on each one of us gathered here and upon the families that we represent. And pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us a body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with your church throughout the world and strengthen it in every nation and among every people to witness faithfully in your name. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all your world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at that heavenly banquet together. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, we are bold to join our hearts and voices praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread in which we break and share is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks and share is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Friends, these are God's gifts for us, God's children. Reminder that as a United Methodist congregation, we celebrate an open table, meaning you're invited to share in this holy sacrament, whether or not you're a member of this or of any congregation. If you're joining us online, you're also invited to share with us. Gluten-free elements are also available for those who need them, as well as prepackaged elements. As you come forward, you'll be offered hand sanitizer, given a cut piece of bread, and invited to take a cup of juice. Friends, this is God's table. And God invites each one of us. I invite those who are serving to come forward. I invite the ushers to wait upon us.
Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you've given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the living of our days in the strength of your spirit to let our light shine, to share our faith with others. Amen. I invite you, if you're able, to stand and sing our closing hymn. with the Spirit's daring, surrounded by others, we can make a difference in this world. Let us go forth in God's name. Amen.